What you're about to hear is an email that I sent to Maywood Police Chief Vladimir Talley, Maywood Mayor Nathaniel Booker, Maywood Village Trustee Isaiah Brandon, Maywood Village Lawyer M.T. Jeruzik and to Senator Dick Durbin. Normally, I would not have shared this with you, the general public, but it kept nagging at me, that if the police really thought I was mentally ill, shouldn't they have protected me more and not thrown me to the wolves, i.e., the stalkers? To those it concerns. In writing this email, I mean no disrespect to current Maywood Police Chief Vladimir Talley, since he was not in charge when most of this happened. But, this morning, I heard on the news that Superintendent David Brown was summoned to Washington to talk with President Biden about the violence in Chicago. I was initially saddened by this news because I, for one, don't think Police Superintendent David Brown should take the full blame for a situation that has its roots out here in Maywood, Illinois. Formerly known as Murderwood. As most of you named above know, I walked into the Maywood Police Department back in November of 1976, complaining of being stalked. Unfortunately, a couple of my close family members, whom I wasn't living with full-time, usually, I was at my boyfriend's apartment, and didn't know the real situation, told the police that I was not being stalked and the police believed them instead of me, and did not follow up with me. Consequently, they did not do a proper investigation. And when the police didn't do what they should have done, as a regular part of their job, my stalking situation became so bad that eventually I had to leave the state of Illinois in order to save my life. One of the adults in the group stalking me had a fixation on me that I did not share. And it wasn't the father. No, he was too busy raping little kids. It was their mother. And the current group, raised by their psychopathic parents, are even worse than the originals. Not only are they into stalking, but are very well trained in pickpocketing, robbery, home invasion, carjacking, sexual assault, arson, and murder. But, mostly they've been well trained into how to con the police. And they're good at it. They've had me arrested twice. After I fled Maywood and set up a new life in New Orleans, and became interested in a man there, she, the mother, got her family to start stalking and verbally haranguing me, again. She had her children destroy my new life in New Orleans, as they had in Maywood and Chicago. And in 1991, still single and jobless, I had no other choice but to return to Illinois. From October of 1991 up until about three weeks ago, I've had to listen to this same family of stalkers screaming obscenities 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, for 365 days of the year. Non-stop. No holidays. And no matter how many times I went in and talked with the Maywood police, check out my blog posts entitled, A Story of Five Police Chiefs and How It Was Before Sensitivity Training, and the Village Trustees During the Tuesday Night Village Meeting, they adamantly refused to do anything about this family stalking me nor the 24-7 365 obscenity lace screaming they did in front of my home, on the bus and train, or at my job having been told I was mentally ill and didn't realize what was going on. Even when I was standing in the Maywood police station complaining and saying that this was having a negative effect on the community. And since a lot of Chicago's gang leaders live out here in the suburbs, it would eventually affect Chicago as well. Because, whether or not they realized it, the Maywood police was definitely giving the young boys and gangs out here, in the suburbs, the very real impression that they couldn't even catch a bunch of screaming young girls. And, if they couldn't catch a bunch of screaming and hollering young girls, what could they, the police, do to stop them? Nothing, that's what. So, from October, 1991 to present day, the gangs out here, most of them having members in neighborhoods like Garfield Park, West Lawndale, Englewood, 
have grown up listening to and seeing all of this play out in the streets of Maywood knowing that neither the police nor the village trustees did anything about it. And because of that, they've completely lost their fear of the police. And rightfully so. While the rest of us have completely lost our trust in the police. These mind-reading women and girls, who the police have turned their streets over to, know exactly where and when the police will be. So, they know where and when to send out their people. I am amazed that the police have not noticed that when they deploy their men to one certain area, a shooting takes place in another area. And they redeploy to that area, a shooting takes place somewhere else. That's because, the same girls screaming and hollering at me are working both sides of the streets while the police sit around and do nothing. Do you know one of the first jokes told to me about the Maywood police was by a pace bus driver? I didn't even think he knew who I was, even though I rode his bus every day. He said to me one day as I was getting off the bus. You know there's something wrong with the Maywood police cars, right? I shook my head no. And then he said. The doors on the cars only work twice a day. Once in the morning for the cop to get in. And once in the evening for the cop to get out. He let me off the bus and drove off laughing. That was back in 2002. 30 years of unimpeded stalking and doing whatever the hell they wanted. And no consequences. If I wasn't so old, I might get out there, too, and run amok. I think you guys should give Chicago Police Superintendent David Brown some support. And, by all means, put some ankle monitors on the stalkers. You might be surprised where they've been going and meeting with. Eliza D. Oncom. You can find my stalking blog podcasts on Spotify, Breaker, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, and Google Podcasts.